Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You, and we have a wonderful program lined up today. In the second half, we're going to talk with a young mother, a Jewish mother of, of three sons, and her name is Zlil. She's from Beersheba, Israel. She was a sergeant in the Israeli uh, IDF, and she's going to tell us what it's like living in southern Israel with all of the rocket fire constantly coming in and causing fear and, and havoc throughout places like Beersheba, Sodorot, Ashkelon, and Ashdod. And uh, this half of the program, we're going to talk about Hamas and, and what they're really up to in this present skirmish, this war with Israel. There's an interesting development. Masab and Suhib Hassan Yosef, the sons of Hamas co-founder Sheikh Hassan Yosef, escaped the clutches of Hamas to tell the world of its bloodthirsty terrorist agenda. And we have to ask ourselves a, a major question. Why have the two sons of the founder of Hamas defected and uh, gone to Israel, gone to other places to tell their story of this terrorist organization and what their agenda is? So a question is, why is Hamas shooting rockets uh, into Israel. Well, this has been ongoing. I was in Sarot back in 2005 and was taken to the Israeli police force department where they had 10,000 rockets that had come in from uh, southern, uh, into southern Israel from the Gaza Strip. So in Israel's present war with the Gaza-based terrorist organization Hamas, Thousands of rockets have been fired from the Gaza Strip into Israel with the aim of murdering innocent Jewish men, women, and children and terrorizing the Israeli population. So what Hamas is up to, they want to import terror to the, the West Bank, into Judea, Samaria, and they want to be seen and viewed as the new political arm of the resistance against Israel. And you know that back in 2005, the Jewish people uh, were forced out of the Gaza Strip. 10,000 Jews were left homeless. And in came Fatah, the political arm of the PLO. But two years later, the Hamas, they in a bloody coup, they, they drove out the leaders of Fatah, and they became the political arm over the Gaza Strip. So what is the goal of Hamas? This war was unprovoked by Israel, but Israel is seen as the aggressor in the conflict, which is amazing. Why is Israel the aggressor? It's Hamas that is the aggressor. Yet in the founding charter of Hamas, it states this, the Islamic resistance movement is a distinguished Palestinian movement whose allegiance is to Allah and whose way of life is Islam. It strives to raise the banner of Allah over every inch of Palestine. And so the goal of Hamas is to create a caliphate. What is a caliphate? It's uh, a state with a radical Islamic ruler. And so for them to create a caliphate over the land of Israel 
Israel has to be annihilated. And in the preamble of the Charter of Hamas, which was written back in 1988, here's what they say. Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it just as it obliterated others before it. It also says in Article 11 of the Charter, the land of Palestine is an Islamic holy possession consecrated for future Muslim generations until Judgment Day. No one can renounce it or any part of it or abandon it or any part of it. Palestine is an Islamic land. And it says that it is the duty of every individual Muslim, wherever he may be, to fight against the Jewish people. It also says the day of the enemies usurp part of Muslim land, jihad becomes the individual duty of every Muslim. So what Hamas believes is all of Israel is occupied territory and that the Jews are actually the invaders. And you might say, well, why don't we just have a peace treaty? It doesn't work because in Article 13 of Hamas Charter, it says peace initiatives and so-called peaceful solutions and international conferences are in contradiction to the principles of the Islamic resistance movement. Those conferences are no more than a means to appoint the infidels as arbitrators in the land of Islam. There is no solution for the Palestinian problem except by jihad. Initiatives, proposals, and international conferences are but a waste of time, an exercise of futility. So Hamas will never surrender. So there's only been brief ceasefires over the last 10 years or so with Hamas. And during the ceasefires, they receive more money from places like Iran and Qatar, and they build more tunnels, rockets, and missiles. So that is the goal of Hamas, is to establish a caliphate over all of the land of Israel, to set up a ruler there, an Islamic jihad ruler that will rule that territory. So in the last uh, you know, week and a half in this war, there's been nearly 4,000 rockets fired into Israel. And so, again, Hamas's objective, they're a violent terrorist organization, and its mission is to establish an Islamic caliphate, a state under the domain of an Islamic ruler in Israel between the Mediterranean Sea and the Jordan River. For this dream to be realized, Israel and every Jew within its borders must be ethnically cleansed, which means murdered. And so that is their goal, to murder every Jew within the land of Israel. And so there's a truth that's coming out behind the barbaric mission of Hamas, and their mission has been exposed by the two sons of the co-founder of Hamas, Sheikh Hassan Yosef. They've defected from the terrorist organization to tell the truth about the murderous fanaticism of Hamas. Sahib Hassan Yosef, working for Hamas's political and military branch in Turkey, recently defected to an undisclosed country in Southeast Asia and went public with his story. In an interview with the Times of Israel, Sahib states that Hamas is being funded by Iran in order to carry out Iran's foreign agenda of terror in the region. This isn't for the Palestinian uh, cause. 
says Sahib. Instead, they sell information, intelligence about Israel to Iran in return for financial assistance. He described one of the roles of Hamas in Turkey was to conscript people, including children. Think about that. Palestinian children in the West Bank to carry out terror attacks against the Jewish people. The point of the attacks, says Sahib, against Jews in the West Bank is to kill Jewish civilians, not for the aim of resistance, nor for Jerusalem, not for liberating Palestinian land. They send out these innocent Palestinian children because they want to export the crisis from Gaza to the West Bank. And the West Bank, of course, is Judea, Samaria, the Bible lands. The problem in Gaza, says Sahib, is that Hamas hangs on to power by force. If Hamas gave up power, there would be no problems. In the interview, he accuses the leaders of Hamas of using the people of Gaza as cannon fodder for their ambitions. And so what they're trying to do from the Gaza Strip is export the terrorism from the Gaza into the West Bank and ultimately into East Jerusalem. Sahib's older brother, Masab, known internationally as the Green Prince, defected from Hamas years earlier and has become a vocal opponent of his father, the founder of Hamas, and the terror terrorist organization he leads. In the United Nations, uh, 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 the American Center for Law and Justice a couple years ago uh, promoted a, a meeting for Jewish students and and uh, I was there, there was about 2,000 Jewish students from all over America, and I heard this remarkable young man, the son of Hamas leader, Masab, speak at the United Nations to a, a Jewish group of students trying to combat the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement on college campuses in America. And in an article he wrote in late 2020 about the Abrahamic Peace Accords entitled, A Palestinian Dreams of Isaac and Ishmael, he says this, the Palestinian Authority, the Palestinian leadership has utterly failed the Palestinian people while living lives in luxury, awash in corruption, creating a death cult of martyrdom, sacrificing young Palestinian generations. As I stated before, the UN Human Rights Commission in Geneva, the Palestinian Authority is the greatest enemy of the Palestinian people. Think about this. This is the son of the founder of Hamas who says that the Palestinian Authority is the greatest enemy of the Palestinian people. Their very existence depends on the existence of the conflict, and they cannot think outside of it, fearful if the conflict ends, they will end with it. You can listen to a remarkable speech Massab recently delivered at a conference sponsored by the Jerusalem Post. You can find that on YouTube. You can also read his New York Times bestselling book, Son of Hamas. There's another book about Massab entitled The Green Prince. That was the code name given to him by Shin Bet security forces and Mossad because he became an informant while he was living in uh, Palestinian territories against uh, the organization his father founded, Hamas. In the confusion caused by the cloud of war, 
that we're in right now between Hamas and Israel, certainly the testimony of these two sons of the founder of Hamas is well worth our investigation. If you're longing to know the truth behind the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, a good place to start is listening to the painful stories of these two brothers, Masab and Sohib, who long for the release of the Palestinian people from the dark prison of Islamic Jihad and the terrorist organization Hamas that brutalize and oppress their lives. Right now, the millennial generation and Generation Z are being bombarded with misinformation about Israel and the Jewish people in social media and in many quarters of the news media. Some of these media influencers are driven by radicalized social justice and critical race theory beliefs, and others are driven purely by anti-Semitism. You can help Israel team in its ongoing mission of communicating the truth about Israel and the Jewish people to the younger generation by giving a tax-deductible gift of any size. Uh, And you can go to israelteam.org, that's israelteam.org, to our donate page. And you can help us as we communicate to the younger generation what is really happening in the Middle East, especially in Israel. And what's amazing is, uh, to me, is that these Arab nations that have signed the Abraham Peace Accords with Israel, they are remarkably silent during this time, where normally they would be uh, vocalizing their opposition to Israel defending itself. They're remarkably silent. And I do believe the reason is because these Arab nations, they're very concerned about Iran's uh, uh, nuclear capability that is close at hand. They're concerned because they don't want to see a nuclearized Iran. And they know that Iran is the uh, financer of Hamas. They're tired of Hamas's antics of constantly causing uh, terrorist activity in southern Israel. They're tired of uh, Hezbollah up in Lebanon firing down upon northern Israel. And of course, Iran, they are Shia Muslim. And the Shiites believe that there's a 12th imam coming when world chaos has been established by uh, the leaders of Iran. And so Iran, they're called the Twelvers, and they believe that the al-Mahadi, the 12th imam, is going to return when the world is in total war, in total chaos. And so they do their best to supply missiles, they export terror all over the world, and they're supplying Hamas with their missile capabilities. Stay tuned for a very special message from Coach Bruce Pearl from Auburn University, the head men's basketball coach. And then when we come back from our break, we're going to talk with Zlil from southern Israel, and she's going to tell us what it's like living in Beersheba, Israel, with constant rocket fire raining down upon that arena. And so we'll see you on the other side. In the meantime, you can go to israelteam.org and you can help us as we stand with Israel. God bless. When we have religious intolerance or racial intolerance, and it creates the the problems that just break God's heart, breaks his heart. We're all his children. And so we got to find a way to celebrate the things that we share in common. And that's our Father God. And then respect 
the differences that we have and how we pray and how we observe. And I know as a basketball coach, um, my job is to bring teams together and to bring people together. And anti-Semitism or racism or these other ignorances uh, just divide us. The Jews have been an easy target. And unfortunately, we've seen many, many people that just remain silent when anti-Semitism was, was uh, apparent. And it will lead to, uh, it's the Jews now, it'll be somebody else tomorrow. And we can't let that happen. If I'm in a group of four or five guys, and one of those guys is talking about somebody that we know, and he's being really negative, really critical, all right, to the point where he's maybe stepping over the line. If I don't step in and say something, hold on a second, listen, you are, I respect your opinion, you're a talented, I just want you to know I don't agree with you. I disagree. I think he is much better than that. I'm not trying to start a fight because if I remain silent, well, then the other four of us that were sitting there listening, we all must agree. And I don't agree. We can't be silent. We can't be silent. And I think especially the Jewish people who have been on the receiving end of uh, the Holocaust and on the receiving end of, of uh, a lot of hatred can't remain silent when anybody is attacked and persecuted and, and prejudiced against. And so that's kind of what, what we're trying to do. And that's why we're... I'm working with, with, with Aaron, trying to help him in his, in his ministry. Thank you, Coach Pearl, for standing with Israel Team. And if you'd like to help Israel Team in our mission, you can go to IsraelTeam.org to the Donate section and stand with us today. That's IsraelTeam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. And we have a very special guest with us today, Zlil McDonald. She's from uh, Beersheba, Israel, and Slil has served as the executive director of the Jewish Federation of Central Alabama, and she's with us today, and so welcome to Israel and You, Slil. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this call. Yeah, so Slil, you are Israeli, and right now we are in an uh, extended war with Hamas, who is firing uh, right now, as of today, almost 4,000 rockets into Israel and mainly into southern Israel. And, and you grew up in uh, Beersheba, Israel. So what what is it like in Israeli society uh, to live in a place where there's constant rocket fire and Beersheba and Ashdod, Ashkelon and Sorot? What's it like as a, a young woman and your family growing up there? Well, um, it's not an easy situation, um, you can imagine. And I just want to, people that are hearing us and maybe want to think about how it feels, um, we had a very uh, intense uh, weather last week and we had a tornado warning at 2.30 a.m. in the morning. And we had to take all of our, I have three kids. I have twin boys, they're one years old. And a three and a half years old, we had to go down. We, we live in a two-story house, and we had to go down uh, to our uh, bathroom in, in the bathroom because that's our shelter here. Um, and we had a long time to prepare because we got a warning of, of more than 45 minutes before the tornado came to the area. And we had to plan it to make sure the kids will wake up. And in Israel, people have... In my parents in Beresheva have 45 seconds to get wow. to shelter. Think about it. We wake up in the middle of the night and you have to rush into a safe place. And, you know, my parents are from the lucky ones. They have mama. They have a shelter in the house. So luckily they don't have to run in the street in those 45 minutes. And 
um, it's it's a constant fear. I think it's more fear of it can hit you uh, while you are outside doing grocery shopping. It can hit you when you drive in. Um, and, you know, I've, I've experienced this in Israel growing up. I've never experienced it with kids. I have mm-hmm. uh, a sister that lives in Herzliya um, with three kids. And uh, it it's nerve damaging. And there's children in uh, south of Israel, Stilot, um, and all the Gaza Strip uh, villages that lives there that for almost two decades experiencing that. And obviously, it's, um, people that live in Israel have a very s- strong mindset of continuing, of living, and focusing on the positive. Um, but I think I think it's a it's a country with with a deep trauma. There is kids that you know. Um, I have a friend that her her child has has nightmares. Um, and I have friends that her baby is waking up at night and, you know, you have to think of who I'm going to get first when I'm going to the shelter. And, and nobody should live like this. Um, and when I, when I was in Israel, um, Operation Protective Edge was there. I was a student in Ben Gurion University. Um, I lived in an apartment with that. Our shelter was the stairs. Uh, so every time, um, uh, a siren going off and we had to go and stand in the stairs with all of our neighbors and, and not the, the bottom but the middle one and you know it, it, there's funny stories because people will, it will catch you when you go into the shower and people will, will run out wearing only a, a towel and you know there's there's people with disabilities and it comes challenging um, unfortunately <coughs> casualties this week are our children, our elderly that were not able, or even one one woman that um, was heavily injured, run into a shelter, and it, it's it's just ha- hard to even imagine um, right. what what can it do to people's life, and and uh, I think it's 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 terrible. It's it's a nightmare, and every time there's a siren going on in Israel, I'm terrified, just hoping that my parents will wake up in the night and I, yes. you know, sleep through and, and that right. my sister um, and brother-in-law will be able to go and take all the children in time and not fall in the stairs going to their lower um, flat as well. So I think growing it, growing in this situation is, is, is helpful. Ho- it's awful. And, and nobody should, ever live like this and yes you know and we here you have need to stand with israel yes you have twin boys uh david and jonathan great names and then you have a they're one years old and then you have uh, a three-year-old son judah so you're you're a brave a brave young woman and you served in the israeli military and tell us about that as you know every Every young person serves, uh, male and female, they serve in the Israeli military. So tell us about your military experience. Absolutely. And and I was uh, blessed to be able uh, to volunteer to our combat uh, uh, position. Uh, I was in the engin- engineering corporate uh, um, co-ed unit of when men and women serve together um, and in this battalion. And we uh, were serving in peaceful uh, and and i'm using quotation peaceful sure. um borders uh, just helping 
the idea of including women in combat is to help um, the understaff of the IDF because they are, are very hostile and there's always need to protect the country and the people inside of it. Um, and it, I served for three years and um, was honored uh, to be a commander and a sergeant uh, later down. I also did a reserve duty in the north um, in the Lamata Golan Heights. Um, and, you know, serving in the army uh, is something that every Israeli, as you mentioned, do. Um, and it's it's build your character. It gives you the sense of being part of a country, um, guarding your, your country and, and making sure that everyone is safe. Um, and especially now being able to serve my country as a granddaughter of a Holocaust survival, that's that's something that was important for me. And my sister was also a combat soldier uh, in Magav. And it's the um, combat uh, unit of the of the uh, police in the IDF that they serves in border um, and in the West Bank as well. And I was we both uh, serving in those positions were very. Um, we wanted to be there do give everything we can to protect our country to protect our home sure. and and unfortunately um there's always a need for more people to volunteer and do more um and you know my my military service built my character i think looking back it's as much as it was hard um doing this when you were 18 here in america people go to the college and we go and serve our country uh, right. because we have to we have to yeah. to to protect our home um it's it's a privilege um what do you think the um what do you think hamas's objective is i mean they're they're firing rocket after rocket. I was in Sarot several years ago and was taken to the police station. There were, were 10,000 rockets that they had collected. So, I mean, this has been an ongoing problem year after year after year. What what do you think the objective is, of Hamas is up to in, in terrorizing Israel at this time? I think um, many people will think it has anything to do with uh, Sheikh Jarrah in Jerusalem or the Ramadan, uh, but it's not. Uh, Hamas is a terrorist organization. They set for them uh, one goal, and it, it's to destroy Israel. Um, and the media will may uh, picture that as an excuse for any kind of politi political move or any, any historical um, occasion but it's it's been happening for almost two decades and and they will try again and again and um they will use their civili civilian uh, citizen uh, the pal poor palestinian people over there um and while israel is is i think israel care more about the palestinian than the hamas um, right, if you do. ask me and yeah and you know we, we try to do everything we can not to harm any people because nobody casualty in, in any side it's it, it terrible but what we need to do today is is make sure israel is safe and that's what the idf is doing the idf is is, is building a technology like iron dome making sure our citizen will be safe and at the same time you know the idf is working in gaza to eliminate all hamas uh, targets so that yes that's what and, Hamas is trying to do, and we're not going to allow yeah. them. 
Right. And we so appreciate you being with us today, Zalil. And it's an ongoing battle. We thank you for standing with Israel. You can go to israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. And you can help us in this fight of changing the narrative about Israel and the Jewish people as we support our Jewish friends like Zlil, her family down in Beersheba. Keep Israel in your prayers. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem at this time. God bless. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.